Good morning, everyone. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Uh, yesterday, I touched on it. I'm very disappointed that they're closing my high school after 110 years, which I think is preposterous. They've uh, educated a lot of young women, and I have to think they're closing the school because it's a girls' school. I really, I'm not gonna say it's a war on girls or women, but when it comes down to figuring out who, um, who is who matters in our society I gotta admit I don't think women get that much play like that I mean I, I and I'm not a conspiracy theorist or an alarmist but you know I've actually seen uh up close and personal a hostile work environment towards women I've seen that I've seen when uh, a woman should have been promoted and treated fairly and wasn't and it just appeared like it was solely because she was a woman I've I've seen workplaces where women were smart and capable and and fired or harassed because of that you know I don't think the world in general loves a smart woman I don't think the world in general knows what to do with a smart girl um it's it's strange you get the message Um, that it's okay to be pretty but don't talk too much and don't have too many opinions don't be too emotional and you think I'm talking about the 40s or the 50s or the 60s I'm talking about a modern workplace I've actually been advised uh, before having a meeting to not be too emotional because I'm a woman and that would just tune people out Uh, they're not going to listen to you if you're just too emotional which is ironic because the people I were talking to, the the men I had to have the meeting with, they're more emotional than I am. You know, I'm not an outwardly demonstrative emotional person unless something is going really wrong and I want to draw attention to it. But no one, I don't think anyone would ever describe me as like this highly emotional, out of control woman, you know? So it's just weird. I feel like a lot of, and I say this all the time, I feel like a lot of men want to have sex with women they just don't like women they don't like our company they don't like our conversation they don't like our energy they're not interested unless of course you know they're benefiting from it in some way and I'm, I'm not always talking about like your boyfriend or your husband or your partner yes if he's partnered with you he probably likes you <laughs> let's hope but you know in a work situation or um you know, just any kind of environment that's not, you know, someone who's in love with you, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of chance that that person is not really all that into you and your opinion. You're just a woman who cares what you think. You know, I've worked in environments where the, the bias is so obvious. If you're pretty and petite and blonde, uh, and white, you're going to get treated a lot better than someone who's none of those things. I've seen it and it's, I've seen it within my lifetime. So we're not talking about like back when women first entered the workforce, we're talking about like last week, (laughs) like this is still happening. And, um, I don't know. I think, I think the world will be saved when we recognize women and women's power beyond our vaginas.
you know, and the problem with being a young woman is so many of us want a man that we're willing to put ourselves in a smaller space and, and, and be less than to make them feel comfortable because we want them so bad. You know, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've seen, uh, girls fighting over guys like some of these crimes you see are really um, girls fighting over a little piece of guy and baby mamas they they just have kids with each other indiscriminately and the first baby mama gets mad at the second baby mama and sometimes they're not kids sometimes they're not like 19 or 20 sometimes they're like in their 30s or 40s and there's there's they stay so territorial about these little these little pieces of men and they just fight over them and want to shoot each other over them and and you know call somebody to shoot somebody for them if you will it's just strange and it's like if we could collectively just gather our power as women and be proud of ourselves as women and then invite men into that space not i need you desperately um, I'm beautiful and I feel strong because I have a man. You know, if we could get rid of that energy and just focus on being great without them and then invite them into that, I think the whole world dynamic would change. But women feel powerless. And, you know, in many parts of the world, they are powerless. And they're made to feel powerless because if we realized how powerful we were, I mean, I think things would actually have to change, you know, so I'm off on a tangent, but I I just, I get frustrated because I've seen sexism and it's real. I've seen racism. Yes, there's absolutely racism out here too, but the the thing that never gets the, the spotlight it deserves, I think is sexism and it's real and it's harder to see when you're younger. But when you get older, you just are like, this is wildly inappropriate. That was a wildly inappropriate thing you just did or said there. And, you know, I think uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And there are a lot of people who have let a little bit of power go straight to their head and they just treat you however they want to. And if you're a woman and they're a man and they feel like they have control over you, some some men really can't help but be jerky about it you know uh and that's their true nature i mean people show you who they are and i guess my big point here is that there are a lot of men who just don't like women they don't they don't respect us they're not interested in what we think beyond what we look like and having sex with us they're not interested and that's a real shame and i i dated a guy like that for a long time we were off and on and I, I for some reason I really liked him and, and now I look back and I think what was it I was actually connecting with because he clearly hates women you know if it's not sexual uh I'm, I'm thinking his his I mean he's even said some ridiculously sexist things it's it's interesting to me and and no one talks about it just like dementia winter no one's talking about that It's weird, which is why I'm still interested in in launching the Joe Rogan uh, for women type podcast. You know, Uh, let's talk about topics that women want to talk about. We make up a significant part of the population. We're very interesting. And there's almost nothing 
that really is aimed at us uh, on that scale, you know? Uh, I, I could do that. And I will do that when I get past this uh, very, very busy chapter. Um, so my mom is, they kept my mom. I talked to the doctor. My sister <laughs> encouraged me to take a day off. So I did not head back out to the hospital um, because my mom had not been asleep as of three o'clock yesterday. So she was working on, you know, like, I guess, I don't know how many hours that would have had her awake, but that's been a big issue with the dementia right now is she is not sleeping. And, you know, when she's here, you know, she's hostile and not sleeping. And I think that's the end of what I can do as a caregiver because I need to sleep. So now that you're interrupting my sleep, I I mean, you can have my whole day, which she has managed to start doing, but, you know, seriously, I have to get my rest. So um, I had a pretty good talk with the doctor and she was like, yeah, your mom's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, You know, it's so we'll see, you know, but the medical system as it stands right now really isn't prepared. Like if you're not bleeding or or stumbling and like my mom's very ambulatory so she's she's really actually very healthy except for dementia and alzheimer's so that's what's sad and um basically your body then waits for your brain stem to die and so you know right now it's there's there's been some dramatic changes but there's no medical explanation for it other than her alzheimer's is continuing and um hopefully we'll get you know some placement and she can get some some care beyond what I can do because that's not what I'm good at and I cannot sit up all night and try to figure out um what she's talking about you know and all these demands and the weird mood swings and I'll be honest with you I'm thinking a lot of people probably would have tried to put her somewhere uh long before now long before now but you only get one mom and I I, you know I just want to do the right thing by her but it's obvious that she needs more care now so that's where we are uh thank you for everyone who's calling and checking on me it's fine it really is fine um I'm not sad as much as I am you know sad for her because this is just I mean I swear we're nicer to our pets than our people you know, this is inhumane, dude, to just let somebody's brain rot away. It's going to be like zombies walking around and families are not prepared. I'm telling you, I was explaining to the emergency room doctor the costs of, you know, dementia care, memory care. And she was like, whoa, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot. And no one has 60 or 70 grand just hanging around. I don't even think the wealthiest people have like 70 grand just unused. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a problem. And your boy Biden, if if anybody was ever going to just write checks to help us, it would be him. I'm not always up for it. I'm not always opposed, but I'm mostly opposed to the government just writing checks. But this is something that he really should look into and try to help because uh he'll he'll probably be dead by the time what I'm talking about is happening I'm sorry he's very old um 
or he may even be a victim of dementia by this time. But within the next five to ten years, you're going to really see all these people suddenly going, Hey, there's no help for me and my loved one. Hey, I don't know what to do with my parents. All these people who are now in their 30s and 40s, they're going to look up and their parents, you know, are going to be... So they'll be in their 40s and 50s and their parents are going to be in their 70s and 80s and they're going to lose it because there is no system in place right now to help you. There really isn't. And it goes from, it's different from each hospital to each hospital. Some hospitals don't even have a memory care unit. They don't even seem to be focused on geriatric issues. They split it between geriatric and psychiatric you know, you just never know what where this is going to land. So it's an issue. It really is going to... It's an American issue. So hold on. Hold on and take care of your fucking brain. Uh, if nothing else, you know, lay off alcohol. Stop smoking all that weed. Uh, stop doing things that kill brain cells. And uh, look, up, look up Healthy Brain Diet, Dr. Daniel Amen. Uh, Dr. Perlmutter, there are a lot of people out here who can help you uh, just have a a brain healthy diet. It's important. It really is. Move your body, meditate. Uh, All of that is important because you just do not want to watch someone's brain die and you don't want to be the person who's sitting there waiting for your lights to go out. That's basically what's happening. Yeah, it's heavy. So yeah, the moral of the story today is the world hates women. <laughs> I mean, I, it's true though. I really think that the world has no use for a smart woman. And um, yeah, we need to change that. Change that kind of obvious narrative and you'll change the world. We need to We need to have more women in charge. We need to have more women in leadership roles. It's painfully obvious, you know, men are in love with themselves and they kind of low-key hate a a smart woman. Not all men, but a lot of men, you'd be surprised. A lot of men that you think are awesome and are smiling and grinning in your face, um, you know, they, they really don't value you as a smart, capable human being simply because you're female. I think sexism is just as prevalent and if not more prevalent than racism because uh, there are a lot of people of the same race that are super sexist and it's disappointing and it's disheartening and yeah I'd like to see that change alright everybody have an amazing day today be your best tonight Thursday night football is going to be a great matchup uh, Miami and Cincinnati I'm so glad listen I can't tell you, as a football fan, I am so glad that those two franchises are actually viable again, because, you know, there's something wrong when the Dolphins are just terrible for like 30 years. It was bad. After Dan Marino, they just never really took off. People even forget Ryan Tannehill was down there for, what, five years? Uh, That was rough. So I'm glad that they're both back. Um, I was never a huge Bengals fan, but I think Chris Collinsworth played for them. Uh, I remember uh, Boomer Esiason was a Bengal, I think. So 
thank I'm just glad they're back you know and I, I love Joe Burrow and I hope they start uh, playing as good as they did last year because they have not looked great I know they won last week but I didn't see that game the other games I did see and they were uh, abysmal so let's go and let's have a great day let's enjoy that football and uh, let's go be blessed in the world take care of yourselves <laughs>